the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Innovators Network. Welcome to the Heart of Innovation. 60 minutes that can save life and limb with new breakthrough ideas and innovation changing the healthcare landscape. Brought to you by patient advocacy group, thewaytomyheart.org, in partnership with Cardiovascular System Incorporated's patient advocacy campaign, Take a Stand Against Amputation. Here are your hosts for the Heart of Innovation, Emmy Award-winning journalist and founder of The Way to My Heart, Kim McNicholas, and interventional cardiologist and founder of the Save My Piggies Health Education Series, Dr. John Phillips. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. You know, about 10 years ago, while I was working as a journalist for Forbes magazine, I was approached by a PR specialist, Michelle Newberg, about interviewing a CEO of a computer storage company. Storage. Yawn. (laughs) It was also not my beat. So that, you know, consider that. So I politely declined. Next thing I knew, I had UPS at my doorstep with a large package. I opened it to find a broken drum head. No, I didn't know what it was at first. It looked to me like a busted paper hoop that an animal like a dog would have just jumped through at a circus. Fellow journalist who is also a musician helped me to figure out exactly what it was and that it belonged to an avid drummer. Now, curious to find out the source of this rather rather odd mailing, I called the phone number that was written across the drumhead. It was Michelle, again pitching the same CEO. This time she had a new angle, though. CEO Kevin Brown was an executive who lived an extraordinary and rewarding life outside of the boardroom as both an avid musician and a wannabe chef. The pitch fit perfectly into my Forbes video series called Personal Best. Turns out he would cook extraordinary group meals to entice investors and potential partners into coming over for conversations about his business ideas. So, I invited myself to one of these dinners, and he put me to work cooking alongside him for a very large crowd of hungry Silicon Valley folks. The video we put together was one of several that we submitted for an Emmy nod, and we were in fact nominated for an Emmy in the San Francisco Bay Area for our personal best series in much thanks to Kevin Brown's amazing story. Well, his story gets even better because he has now turned his passion for food into his profession, making his business prowess just as enticing as his gourmet. And I can't wait, John, to tell you more about what's in it. (laughs) You know, I wasn't, I read your notes before the show. I had, I must have not read them, uh, and with enough attention because that's a fascinating story. Number one, number two, I love to cook as well. And I love food. Um, and number three, where do I find this, this video or these videos? Cause definitely want to check them out. 
You know, I think that one might be still up on the web somewhere. It might be up on Forbes' website. I will have to find right. that for you and, and find share it that for with us. you. <laughs> we find might have to put it in the show notes. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'll put a link to it. Let's do it. But you've seen me in the kitchen, so you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. That, that, that show was super fun. I mean, kind of because it was healthy, which is what we're going to talk about, too. And uh, you had a good time and, you know, your dad was there. So Thanksgiving is coming up pretty soon. You were, uh, you know, damn near in September. So before you know it, you're going to be doing another Thanksgiving show. Although I'm on call, so we'll have to see how that goes. Ooh, you know what? Maybe we have Kevin come in and co-host with us and he'll cook in his kitchen. I'll cook in mine. And maybe we get one of our friends who we always see on here, Marsha, who's always cooking in the background here on our Zoom channel during our radio broadcast. Um, Maybe we get her to jump in as well. So that might be really fun. Indeed, it would be. (laughs) So I'm really excited to get Kevin in here. So why don't we just kick things off with a moment of inspiration? Dr. John Phillips, spectacular, vascular moment of inspiration. So, you know, in prepping for this show, I was learning about Kevin and the app that he has, and and he's an innovator in in food. Um, And and I think, you know, getting food to people, the right types of food. So I thought to myself, gosh, who's an innovator of food these days or a former innovator of food? And, uh, you know, who who other than George Foreman, right? The Foreman Grill. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how innovative that was, but he's got a lot of quotes, right? So I was kind of picking through something. And this is a quote about being a hero. We had a, a, a pretty bad case uh, a couple of days ago in our cath lab, and um, you know everybody kind of banded together. And I always say, pull the rope in the same direction. And we didn't think this patient was going to make it, and, and looks okay. like she's going to pull out. So there are a lot okay. of heroes in healthcare, and our nurses were fantastic, and our techs were fantastic, and we had. A, I was kind of the lead physician because it was my case, but I had a lot of other folks helping me. So a lot of heroes in that room. So anyway, this is a quote from George Foreman about heroes. And he says, heroes have a, have a rough time because they stand up when they ought not to, they speak when they ought not to, and they always have to go the extra mile. So there you go. Be a hero, stand up, speak out when you, when you don't think you should and always go the extra mile. You know, it's so interesting that you said that. It almost brings tears to my eyes because this week I had a patient that was over in southern Indiana and she went through the emergency room and the hospitalist actually said, you know what, there's nothing we can do. The interventional cardiologist said it's not even worth attempting to unblock the arteries in her legs. We need to send her to another hospital to chop off her legs. And it was like, whoa, wait, stop for a moment. And I was trying to educate the hospitalist and his team of fellows about the options that are available and the fact that there are different practices that treat PAD. There are different levels of skill sets for treating PAD and the the gentleman that was that was there that had me and holding up the phone, the friend of the patient called me afterwards and he said, gosh, this guy was just rolling at his eyes and the team was rolling their eyes. And it, it was it was like, you know what? I still no matter if you're just speaking to a bunch of naysayers and no matter what, you have to just keep speaking up. You have to keep speaking up. I know I'm not a doctor, but you know what? I have experience and I really believe in in what we stand for, that every patient deserves the best chance of standing on right. two feet. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. You're a patient advocate first and foremost. And right. I had a patient in the office earlier this week who had lost a toe, and we saved his foot. And 
And then on the right side, he ended up losing more toes due to infection. And he was a little bit kind of morose about the whole process. And he thought, man, if I could have just got to somebody earlier and he just happened to come to me. And it's just it's the whole Save My Piggies thing. It's this whole podcast and radio show that we do about patient advocacy and and raising awareness. So kudos. And finally, the last thing I'll say is your microphone is cooler than mine because it's blue (laughs) and it's smaller. And mine's just this clunky thing. So. I'm sorry. And actually, you know, the funny thing you said that the the guy that got it for me is one of our patients that we ended up saving in Indiana. And he was the one that I had on the phone. He was the <laughs> one holding the phone advocating for his friend in the hospital this full week. Circle. Is that weird? Yeah, so he's the one who got me this microphone. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Let's get so, to Kevin, huh? <laughs> I, I think so. But, you know, I just, you know, Kevin actually has taught me so much about speaking up for what I believe and has given me so much confidence. You know, when I was at Forbes magazine and, and you know, being on the phone with me for hours and hours and, and helping to affirm my voice, you know, in the Valley and in technology. So I do owe a lot to him and, and helping with my confidence and speaking out for what I believe in. So Kevin, again, thank you. Let's let's get going. You can tell we go way back. Let's bring yeah. Kevin on board. Kevin? Uh, great. Well, first off, it, it's great to be here. Uh, I, I'm so proud of the, the the work that you guys are doing to to help people, to advocate, to to stand up, and really, you know, sort of educate and, and help people get better care. And uh, I've been working on in parallel on some other uh, you know sort of areas that I think are really. Uh, uh, converging. So uh, I think it'll be fun to, to talk through that. And, uh, you know, you've been the same inspiration for me. Have you really felt, you know, felt as though just keying off of uh, the quote that John mentioned um, really quickly in the next 30 seconds? Have you had a moment where you have felt like, hey, you know what, I need to stand up, I need to go against the naysayers, and I need to speak up in this space? Oh. You know, as as an entrepreneur for the last twenty five years, there, there's a lot of uh, that that kind of uh, resilience and uh, you know just stubbornness that that is needed. And uh, so we work, started working on some of this stuff before anyone you know was thinking about it. And the, the, some called us crazy, uh, but uh, we we've been you know uh, really trying to to you know to move the needle and 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 really yeah. help people eat and live better. And uh, now we've had a chance to touch millions of people and uh, you know and start to make a difference. So uh, you know we, we just launched some new technology where hoping is going to multiply that and we're going to hear all about it coming up right here on the heart of innovation so stay with us Leg health can indicate risk for heart attack, stroke, and amputation. If you have leg pain or cramps while walking, get checked for peripheral artery disease or PAD. PAD is plaque buildup in mainly the leg arteries. Be sure to ask your physician for an ankle brachial index, also called an ABI test, where they use blood pressure cuffs to analyze the blood pressure in your legs. If they discover you have arterial plaque that's limiting blood flow to your feet, medicine and a regimented walking program are frontline treatment. If PAD is in its advanced stages, your physician may schedule a surgical intervention. Minimally invasive tools are available to remove plaque and restore blood flow, including cardiovascular system's Diamondback 360 atherectomy system, which sands away plaque that is a hard calcium. It's important to discuss all options with your physician, and if told you have no options, get a second opinion. Take a stand against amputation. For more information, go to standagainstamputation.com. That's standagainstamputation.com. 
Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We are talking to founder and CEO of a company called Init. It is a technology platform for helping you live a better, healthier life through better choices with food. And they're using new technology to help you do that. We're going to hear all about that in a moment. But Kevin Brown and I met Gosh, about 10 years ago, he was CEO of a storage company and his PR agency was so creative to try and get my attention and worked really hard. And I think, you know, we talked about Michelle Newberg being on, you know, on the front lines with that, the PR specialist. And um, but Susan Thomas, you know, was the CEO of Tenfold and, you know, really had a strong culture in in helping to get the story out there on amazing CEOs like you, Kevin. Yeah, she she's uh, really special and uh, uh, yeah, someone that really cares also about the the mission of, of what we're trying to do. So it was great to to be together with folks like that and uh, do a little cooking. So was Kevin, that? I was just going to say, was that night that that we spent at that dinner a catalyst for driving you to turn your passion for food into your profession? Well, absolutely. And it, it, it let me feel that there were, you know, there were people behind me that were, you know, sort of excited and ready to, to help. And uh, that's what it's about is, you know, how do we help each other uh, to, to really have the courage to jump in and do something that's a little bit uncertain, but uh, that, that could have a big impact. So what, what is the question or the, the problem, I guess, that you're trying to solve within it? Yeah. So uh, if you think uh, today, uh, everything has the easy button. You push a button on your phone, a car shows up. You push a button, the perfect song plays, right? It's all personalized. It's all AI enabled. You know, everything's getting you know easier, simpler. Uh, but food uh, is still kind of stuck in the 1970s, right? You know, it's complicated. People are struggling with, you know, how do I find the right foods for with the whole meal journey? How do I plan, shop, prepare and cook every single day? And uh, when they hit barriers, they just default back to, you know, ordering a pizza or they default back to, you know, the same couple of, you know, maybe unhealthy meals they've been making uh, because it's too hard. And so uh, this is the, the area that we really tackle. This was the question is, can we unlock the information inside of food to create a digital, almost GPS system, kind of like ways to help you with the left and right turns uh, to, to, you know, to map it. And, you know, the challenge is that food is complicated. And people are complicated. You know, if you go to dinner, it takes 15 minutes to go around the, the table and everyone describes all their, their dietary and, uh, you know, allergies and everything else. Uh, and so, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is to kind of crack that and uh, enable people to very easily find the right food. And uh, we just launched uh, an AI platform uh, that, that's going to uh, essentially build that in with safety rails to make sure that we're looking after the dietary aspects that do relate to health. So what was the conversation that mattered? The one where you said, I definitely want to do something with food to the point where you were like, OK, we're doing it. Who was it with and what was said? 
So uh, there was a buildup where, you know, I was the the cook for the family. Uh, I, you know, I was doing a lot of uh, cooking for charity events and other things with, uh, you know, chef friends of mine and uh, and just realized that, you know, that this is a very powerful way to, to connect with people and to uh, to, you know, to, to live better is to, to, you know, to constantly sort of be thinking and improve food. And uh, I met my co-founder. Uh, who was uh, CEO of Nestle and Unilever in various parts of the world. So he was Good also friends to have. Yeah. Yeah. He's running $10 billion food businesses. And uh, you know, you know, unlike a lot of the food industry, he was really a pioneer and an advocate for healthier eating. He was trying to transform and, and create a lot of healthier options in the food industry. And uh, so he was working with governments and, and you know, all sorts of uh, nonprofits to, to do that. And so, uh, you know, I met him and he had a vision for how food was going to get digitized, just like music or, you know, sort of uh, commerce or any of that. And so, uh, you know, we talked talked it through. And so I've been building and running companies in Silicon Valley, you know, for you know now 25 years. He'd been building food companies. So we kind of put food and tech together. Uh, to try to to provide that GPS that that help for people every day. So, what does that recipe, no pun, well pun intended, that recipe <laughs> look say. look like? I mean, job, this John. is this. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. This is more than just hey, I'm ordering my groceries from Kroger online, right? And 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 so you really want people to eat what they can, you know, avoiding allergies and whatnot, but also eat healthy, right? Right. So, you know, one of the things that we went really deep on, we did a year long uh, consumer research. We cooked with thousands of people. We really listened to, you know, where, where they were struggling. And what we discovered is that it, it's a journey. There's a meal journey. You know, it starts with what's for dinner. It's a simple question with a very complicated answer. Right. Well, what are my diets? What are my health conditions? What are my allergies? What's in my fridge? Uh, you know, uh, what do I have for lunch? You know, how many steps do I have? Do I need, you know, 3000 more steps to unlock the lasagna? So like, it's a complicated question. Uh, and uh, so this is where, you know, we can have, you know, sort of uh, some algorithmic, you know, computer help uh, to, to help people sort through all of that, even just keeping up. I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, one of the things that we deal with is allergies. Uh, and so, you know, you can have, you know, someone who is a paleo pescatarian who's you know, trying to cut down on sodium uh, for heart health. Uh, they have six different allergies. If you have a corn allergy, there's 300 different chemical names that mean corn. So unless you have a Ph.D. in chemistry, you know, good luck reading yeah, right. the food label and really knowing what's in it. So that's the name of our company in it. So what's in it? What's in it for me? What's in it for, for us, for the planet? Uh, it, it really was uh, meant to say that, hey, we, we're going to help, you know, you know, dive deeper and use these new information tools uh, to empower people. And uh, so, you know, and, and we're doing that uh, for, you know, consumers in, you know, and, and, you know, in the food world, you know, working with grocery stores, with the food brands, uh, you know, to, to, to bring those services. But then we've also now started to get uh, much more serious on the health side. So one of our uh, big, uh, you know, partners and clients is Roche. So Roche Diabetes, uh, you know, we have 100,000 patients that we have on this digital program and it helps them with that meal journey. How do I plan what's for dinner? 
How do I find the right foods for my type 2 diabetes plus all my other dietary needs? Uh, they can scan products and it'll bring back a personalized score for them that's tuned to type 2 diabetes. So, you know, if something is manufactured, two things have the same ingredients, but one of them is manufactured puffed, like a corn puff, turns out it has a much higher glycemic index. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's a lot of subtlety, a lot of things that, that people struggle with to figure out what's the right food for me. And then finally, you, you get the right food, you've got a plan for dinner, how do you execute it? And so then we, we've worked with, you know, the step-by-step videos and tools to, to make sure we can help you get that, that dinner success onto the plate. You know, if, it, if it's not a success, if it doesn't taste good, you're not going to do it again. So we need to inspire people uh, to, 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 to eat healthier. And, and, and you know, we, but we have to make sure it tastes great. We have to make sure that we're removing the friction. So uh, the technology platform we've been building is helping with those. So we can answer what's for dinner and recommend a meal or a meal plan that's tied to your diet. We help you shop the individual ingredients to, to look at all the allergies and score them and pick the best yogurt. You know, there's 147 yogurts on the shelf. Which one? Uh, and so how do you cut through all of that noise? And then, you know, uh, you know, we can, you know, then, you know, take, you know, the recipe, let's say you've got a healthy recipe and you want to, you know, now cook it, but there's 14 ingredients. It's going to take you, you know, all afternoon to go search them out and figure out which size and what, which type of, and so what we've done is our, you know, AI technology is mapping to the, the products that are in your store to, to automatically buy it with one click. Well, coming up right here on The Heart of Innovation, we're going to hear more about Kevin Brown's recipe for success within it. So stay with us. Three years ago, my symptoms started with leg pain and leg cramps while walking. Me too, with a tightness in my calves. Well, do you know, my doctor thought that my leg cramps were a side effect of the statin he prescribed me. Well, my doctor just brushed them off as another symptom of old age. Mine thought the pain was radiating from my spine. My doctor blamed my neuropathy on diabetes until I got a wound on my foot that just wouldn't heal. Yeah, it turns out we all have peripheral artery disease, also known as PAD. It's plaque buildup mainly in the leg arteries causing poor circulation. For me, the diagnosis came too late and I lost my leg, but that does not have to happen to you. No, it does not because there are treatment options available if you're diagnosed early enough. PAD, peripheral artery disease. If you've been experiencing leg pain, leg cramps, or neuropathy when walking and your doctor isn't hearing you, we are. We are the way to my heart, the largest support network for peripheral artery disease patients. And we want to help you get back on your feet again. Visit our website at thewaytomyheart.com. Org or call our Legsaver hotline, 415-320-7138. Your life and limb could depend on it. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. We are continuing our conversation with Kevin Brown, CEO of Init. So, Kevin, before we went to break, you were kind of explaining your vision to us, uh, you know, I guess kind of filter allowing, uh, you know, your your um, artificial intelligence and applications and everything that you're building to kind of sift through uh, and eliminate all the noise with respect to, you know, eating healthy. 
So this is more for patient or people who just are struggling with kind of figuring out what they want to eat. And so it's, it's, is it less than, you know, you, you, there's an app here, right? But I mean, you guys are trying to integrate with the current kind of platforms that exist as to how people, um, you know, buy food or shop. Is that that's right. right. It's almost like the, you know, your computer's out there, you have Intel inside and there's a little sticker. So you're just going to be in every single platform that's out there related to food. That's right. This is a common problem uh, for whether it's just people trying to eat healthier or whether it's you know, over to people that are dealing with medical conditions. I mean, obviously, in the United States, we've got you know, more than 50 percent of adults with chronic diseases, you know, most of which have diet uh, you know, components. So it's not a niche market. Uh, you know, a lot of people need help with you know, finding the right foods and eating healthier. And so that, that's where we've been uh, you know, doing deep investment. Uh, over the, the years, we have 40 patents. You know, we've spent you know millions of dollars on R&D to get the right help that we can embed when you're shopping, when you're looking at a recipe, when you're you know uh, trying to manage a health condition. So that, that, that's cool. let's say I'm a type two diabetic and I'm I'm struggling. How do I interact with what you're doing um, on a day to day basis or or or, um, you know, as I'm trying to figure out what to eat? That's right. So uh, with our free apps, uh, you know, uh, called In It and Shopwell, uh, we have, you know, healthy recipes and, and cooking assistance. We've got the ability to scan products and get a personalized nutrition score. So you can, you know, essentially, you know, you know, deal with all the complexity of your diet and allergies and everything and net it out very quickly. Of, is this a good food for me? So we've made those available free and then we're embedding this. So we just launched a new AI platform called FoodLM. And what it does is, is essentially, if you've been hearing about like ChatGPT and you know some of the new technology, you can ask it to make you a meal plan. Uh, so I, I typed in, you know, healthy lunch ideas for kids, you know, peanut free, low sodium. The first recipe it came back with was lettuce wraps with peanut sauce. So. <laughs> oh. They call it hallucinations. There, there's just a lot that, you know, the new AI tools uh, aren't, you know, they're not equipped to, to really do the careful, you know, sort of diet yeah. Uh, help. And so what we're launching is a technology that can plug into that AI and provide safety rails. How do we make sure that uh, we can, you know, sort of look at someone's diet, look at their allergies, look at, you know, healthy eating, but also what they're going to like and and how can the AI help them come up with a, you know, an answer to that question of what's for dinner. And then, you know, with one, you know, with one command, then go shop the groceries for you. That's incredible. So as John was saying, like type two diabetic, let's say they wanted to find out about Roche's program, would they have to have their um, their technology to have access to the actual program? I mean, right now they have to be in France, but hopefully they'll soon. I'm assuming it's a success and they're going to want to roll it out elsewhere. Well, I, we, we, we've started in France. We have over 100,000 patients on it, and we've had really great engagement from the, uh, the patients, uh, you know, using it to, you know, to get, you know, dietary advice to figure it out. You know, people, you know, with diabetes, you know, type 2 diabetes in this case, uh, you struggle a lot of the time to figure out what should I eat? What should I do? And uh, sometimes kind of fall back to old habits. And so that, that's where we want to just be there for them, make it easy. Uh, and uh, really give them that kind of easy button for, you know, finding really delicious foods. And 
Oh, sorry to interrupt, but one of the things that Kim and I kind of strive to do is raise awareness for patients uh, with uh, peripheral arterial disease and kind of prevent the once once I'm seeing patients and we're cleaning out their arteries, kind of the horses out of the barn. And so how do we how do we kind of use this? I, I'm, I was just thinking about it. Is this there's probably t- maybe 20 million Americans who are pre-diabetic. Is there any way to embed this in like an electronic medical record that, you know, you then flag a patient who has elevated blood glucose levels and then kind of get them to, cause a lot, I, every time I see a patient, I'm like, Hey, you got to eat healthy. Well, yeah. Mediterranean diet. And that's kind of the extent of my conversation. I was just, that, that to me seems like a way to kind of combat this, the diabetic, um, you know, epidemic that we're facing. So uh, it's a great question. Uh, we're, we're now starting to work with an interface with, you know, people in the medical community, uh, whether this healthcare providers, you know, it could be your insurance company. There's many uh, uh, organizations out there that, you know, uh, are, are aligned, you know, uh, you know, to, to, to make sure that we can do the prevention. It's, you know, it's 10x cheaper to prevent the problem than to treat it, you know, not to mention the, the you know, just the, the health impact. So uh, it's something that we're, we're really passionate about. If we can embed this, uh, we're already, you know, in a position where, like, for example, with grocery stores, you know, we're putting, you know, uh, the, the personalized nutrition scores to help people pick the right foods. So if we can get to them then when they're shopping, when they're you know making those you know decisions every day, that can add up to a big impact on prevention. It definitely can. We're coming up right here on the Heart of Innovation. We'll have more with Kevin Brown, founder and CEO of Inix. Stay with us. When it comes to peripheral artery disease, the pain is real. Friends, family, and even healthcare providers may not realize the extent to which it truly can and does impact your life, and therefore mental health. So what should you do? I'm Kim McNicholas, CEO of The Way to My Heart, with this week's medical notepad, sponsored by Cardiovascular Systems Incorporated's patient advocacy campaign, Take a Stand Against Amputation. If you are having issues with pain that is impacting your mental health. Number one, speak your truth. It's important to have an open and honest discussion with your physician, whether it's your primary care doctor or a vascular specialist sooner rather than later. Make an appointment to simply address PAD and its impact on your mental well-being. They may first guide you to medications and lifestyle modifications that might help, but push for a referral to a psychologist, whether you need them at that time time or not. Chances are there will come a time where the referral will come in handy. Many of us try to be strong and put on a happy face around those we love. So having a confidant outside of our family and social network can be a powerful outlet to candidly allow yourself to express what may feel like a very scary and painful journey. Secondly, join a support group for PAD online at community.thewaytomyheart.com. Org, you'll find a variety of support groups for different aspects of this journey, including ones with physicians and nurses, to ones with peers who can relate to and share ideas on how to cope. You'll also find specific ones geared towards faith-based healing, smoking cessation, walking, and diet support. Thirdly, talk to family and friends about what it's like having PAD. Assure them that you want to socialize and participate in activities. Inform them 
of your limitations and ask for their understanding, support, and motivation. The worst thing you can do for your mental well-being is to isolate. Fourth, get a second opinion. If your pain is lifestyle limiting and your physician brushes it off saying walk, 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 and you are not seeing any improvement, get a second opinion from a highly skilled specialist to discuss additional options that might help to improve blood flow. With this week's medical notepad, I'm Kim McNicholas. Remember the advice and views offered in this series are for informational and educational purposes only. Always check with your own healthcare provider before acting on any advice offered here. For more information on PAD, go to standagainstamputation.com. And for real-time support, go to thewaytomyheart.org. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for joining us on this beautiful Saturday. And during the break, Kevin and I and, and Kim, we were just kind of discussing, yeah, at least I was. It's all well and good to say, hey, we're going to get patients the, the healthiest foods and, you know, the the best this, that, and the other. But those types of foods are often pretty expensive. Uh, and a lot of my patients live on a budget and they struggle with, fi- you know, getting fresh produce and meats and, and fish. So, Kevin, how do you tackle that? You mentioned you have an inflation buster on the app. That's pretty cool. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we have to not only figure out you know, what are healthy foods that people should eat, but then, you know, how, how can they afford them? How do we make sure that it, it just all works for them and their family? And so uh, one of the things that we build is in addition to, to be able to figure out the right nutrition and, you know, how do we work with your different health conditions and prevention and all that. But uh, we also built it. So when you click the button and you know, want to buy the recipe and it, it'll, it'll go and find the products. Uh, so, for example, with Nestle, we connect into all the Walmart stores, which covers more than 90 percent of the population in the U.S. And it's you know, very cost effective. And so we can go in and find the ingredients. But then we added this inflation buster feature so that it would uh, also price shop them. So not only is it trying to look for the right ingredients you know, that, that you know, meet your needs, but then to do a good job of finding the, the bargains and the value uh, so that you can really instead of spending you know, the hours you know, sort of combing through things, you can, you know, quickly get to that answer and quickly get back with your family. And is this, oh, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, is this cheaper than like, what is it? HelloFresh or some of these, like you can, you can have people deliver you food, right? But I imagine that's expensive. Well, so this is, you know, the, the, the meal kit solved a big problem because, uh, you know, it said, hey, I'm going to shop for you and I'm going to, you know, give you an idea for dinner. And uh, what we're doing is, you know, kind of the next generation of that where we're pulling the, the, the food from your local store that, you know, you pick up or that delivers to you. And so instead of shipping it a thousand miles with 10 pounds of ice packs, uh, yeah. that, that was not so sustainable. Uh, but this, you know, it can come from your local store two miles away. And uh, and and in the in the case of, you know, some of the, you know, the for example, in, in you know Texas, we're working with one of the big you know, chains and there's the high end stores, the medium and the low end you know, value stores. And and, and it's important to us to, to work with all of them uh, to make sure that we can you know, really you know, sort of uh, you know, unlock the you know, healthier eating you know, for everyone. And I know that Douglas is is on the line and is commenting about 
um, you know, being on a budget, he knows what's healthier, right? Douglas, you know what you should be eating, but being on a budget, where do you have to shop? Douglas? Yeah, we have a Walmart here, but it's, I find it hard living on the budget, creating a meal just for a single person without having to spend a lot on a big package because that's all you can find. So it's, it's finding that balance and having someone healthy find that balance for living on a budget and eating healthy for a single person. So what one what, what just a tip and trick, uh, you know, is we found out that, uh, you know, recipes need to be kind of customized uh, and you can make them modular. So if you go to Chipotle and, you know, then you pick which ingredients go into your burrito. Right. You know, how do you start to cook in a way like that? So I, I had a party uh, you know, earlier this week uh, and I had people with all sorts of different diets. And so I made a vegan paella with you know brown rice and vegetables, very, very inexpensive, you know, very, very healthy. Uh, and then I layered on, oh, would you like to have chicken with that or mushrooms or, you know, uh, you know, That's a little good. cream sauce. And so then everyone, you know, uh, and what that also does is now you have leftover rice that you can, you know, uh, you know, maybe, you know, use in a different dish. Uh, and so I, I'll make a batch of, of that uh, and I'll, you know, sort of uh, have it, you know, show up at my lunch the following day. You know, I'll, I'll you know, sort of be able to, to use the ingredients. So uh, it makes it easier than having to cook everything from scratch for every meal uh, if you've got some uh, some things that you can use. How do you help people to break those just long time habits. I know, for example, with my dad, he has heart disease. He's been on the show before, so he doesn't mind me talking about it. But one of the greatest challenges was reversing 78 years of habits. And one of the things that actually you and I had talked about in the early stages of when he was diagnosed is how do you just create those healthier substitutions for his favorite recipes? Taking these simple steps Uh, such as just replacing the pasta with zucchini noodles or the bread with a cauliflower thin. How does your technology help people to make even their own favorite recipes just that much healthier to start them on the path to a healthier diet? So uh, it's a great question. You know, if you think of it, you know, we used to drive with paper maps, right? And, you know, it was easy to get lost. Uh, It was kind of, you know, complicated, you know, arguments in the car always, you know, flared up of like, where are we going? And, you know, then when we got GPS, it just got a lot easier. It told you the left and right turns. It, it, It steered you around the traffic. And, you know, even people that used to drive with paper maps, you know, once you give them something that's easy enough and better, uh, they, they'll sometimes, you know, move over and, and change their habits. And so this is what's happening with, you know, with technology in particular with AI in the next few years, you'll just, you know, ask, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, Google or whoever it is what, you know, what's for dinner. And it'll take all of those factors into account and give you something that you're actually going to like that you can actually afford. And uh, so, you know, this, this is directionally, uh, you know, you know, technology is going to be able to be that GPS for us. And uh, so we started, for example, uh, with our the Internet app, which we made uh, available free, that lets you build uh, your meal from the ingredients. So you can start with the meal, but then swap out the pasta, you know, and put in brown rice. 
or you can swap out the you know the the beef and let's do it with you know salmon. So uh, it, you know what we want to do is start with inspiration. But then, you know, recognize that people, you know, they have different tastes or they have different things in their pantry. You know, how, how do we you know, take that inspiration and then actually make it cookable? So, Kevin, let me ask you this real quick, because we only have about a minute or so left. Um, organic. Does it matter if I buy organic things or non-organic things? So uh, one of the things you can look at is, you know, kind of the, the dirty 10 list. Uh, the dirty 10. <laughs> see, see which foods uh, it's going to make more of an impact. Uh, for some, it's more important. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and so that, that, that's something that you can do and, and be targeted about it. Uh, you know, I do buy some organic, but I don't buy only organic. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, it's really a matter of where do you think you can, you know, sort of reduce your risk a little bit because you don't know kind of what's in it. Uh, and so that, that, that's the idea. Uh, but, you know, if, if uh, you can get healthy foods and, you know, and, and do a lot, you know, without having to go buy expensive organic. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people tr- struggle with it. We have Lawrence that's writing in about being on, you know, food stamps. Any possible integration that you're looking at with the federal government and some of its food stamps, SNAP programs, and the like? Yes, we are. I, I, I can't get into it yet, but uh, you know, th- th- this is a really important topic, and uh, that accessibility uh, is something that uh, you know I, I think is really part of our mission of how do we help everyone live and eat better. Definitely. Well, coming up right here on The Heart of Innovation, we'll have some final thoughts from Kevin Brown, the founder and CEO of Init. So stay with us. Welcome back to The Heart of Innovation. For more on today's topic, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. Once again, here's Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. Welcome back, everybody. We only have a few minutes left. It's been a really fascinating show. But, Kevin, it's been bugging me all show. What is your favorite thing to cook? And, and what, a, what do people come to your house to eat? You know, uh, what, one of the things that uh, I really love is salmon. Uh, salmon is such a healthy food. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, if you cook it right, it's magical. And if you cook it another 90 seconds, it's a disaster. So uh, so that, that that's that's what that that I, I do love uh, to. And I, I'm really thoughtful about it and, you know, even use some technology to, to make sure uh, you know, that I'm just getting better and better at it. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that's a, a really healthy food. And I'm also doing a lot with brown rice. Uh, you know, one of the big research studies showed that, you know, uh, lack of whole grains is the number one contributor to overall to many different health conditions. So, you know, uh, building in some of that whole grain, uh, you know, uh, substituting the white rice and, and bringing in the brown rice, it can taste great. But, you know, uh, we, we want to show people how to make it taste great. And that's one of the things that's so interesting when he first launched uh, the Init app and it was integrated into the smart kitchen. And that's one of the things if you do have a smart kitchen, I don't have one, what, but it was fun going kitchen? over there. The smart kitchen where you have the app that can actually control the oven. So you had he had a Michelin star chefs that were actually designing recipes and you could literally tie it to your oven and it would cook it perfectly, tell you when to turn it over, etc. And it would turn out perfect every single time so i I have it at my house uh you know this is a little bit in the future when you know they're putting putting wi-fi chips into your ovens and you know uh oh i see 
And so you know, we can kind of remote control them from the cloud and, you know, sort of uh, help with the cooking so that that's kind of a future state. Uh, you know, we did the R&D, but uh, what we saw is that, you know, we could focus uh, on the, you know, the broader you know, problem of how do we get the right foods uh, and build it into, you know, the grocery shopping into the, that whole journey. And then as people start to get those new new products, we can use them uh, and uh, and really make that part of it. Does the future state consist of AI figuring out who's going to do the dishes? Uh, I, I think uh, it should uh, it should definitely figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what's key. Um, you know, but it's interesting that, yeah, you have all these great smart technologies going forward, but one of the the really simple products that can make all the difference in the world, even for someone who's single, someone like, you know, Douglas, who we had on earlier, one of our callers, the Instapot, the Crock-Pot, you can do so much with that. And I know that your app has taught me so much about cooking in the Instapot, just these one pot meals. You know, uh, everyone's different on different days. On Friday night, maybe you're a, you know, a, you know, really enthusiastic chef and you're going to go all out. But on Tuesday night, you know, you got soccer practice with the kids, you've got all the distractions and so forth. So it's important to, to you know, get a few meals that you can make that are you know really reliable, really quick, only need a couple of minutes of intervention. Uh, the Instant Pot is a great way to do that. I make brown rice in there all the time. You, you mentioned I see you've got Oculus goggles in, in the background there. Do you is, does that play a role in, in any of this stuff? So uh, in the future, again, uh, we, we've done a lot of the R&D looking into the future, and then we, we kind of decide which order to build it. So uh, when you end up getting your smart glasses, you know, in a few years and, uh, you know, that they're going to be able to, to show you, hey, I, you know, I recognize I'm looking at a cucumber, you know, uh, how do I slice it? You know, or, you know, and looking at the, the, the shrimp in the pan of like, hey, it's time to flip them over. Uh, you know, future, uh, you know, you'll have more and more help that this will fit in. Uh, but, you know, I, we're, we're, we're really excited about, you know, hey, everyone's got a smartphone today. Everyone, you know, has got, you know, sort of uh, the basic tools. How do we, you know, get them the help today? Do you want to turn everyone into a chef? Well, at least uh, uh, we want to bring confidence, right? Not everyone needs to be a Michelin star chef, but uh, it's really rewarding when you can pull together pretty quickly a a delicious meal. You know, it brings everyone together to the table and, uh, you know, you can feel really good if you're able to do that on your budget where it it tastes good. And it's something that that people can kind of keep up with. So those little changes can really add up to a lot of better health outcomes. So, Kevin, if people want to find out where in it is being integrated, where can they go to follow your journey to see if it's rolling out in their area? That's right. Well, uh, we can, uh, you know, sort of uh, invite everyone to uh, init.com. Uh, we're going to be having updates there as we go. Uh, we just launched this new AI platform we call Food LM. So it's meant to power, you know, a lot of uh, partners and customers. So as those are coming out, we'd uh, love to, to uh, point people in the right direction and, uh, you know, have them start to take advantage. Thanks so much, Kevin, for joining us. Kevin Brown, founder and CEO of Init. You can also just download their consumer app and check it out. That's Init, I-N-N-I-T. Have a great weekend, everybody. You've been listening to The Heart of Innovation with Emmy Award-winning journalist Kim McNicholas and interventional cardiologist Dr. John Phillips. 
Our mission is to help patients live a better quality of life through comprehensive education, real-time support, and high-touch advocacy in partnership with thewaytomyheart.org and take a stand against amputation. Our purpose is to reduce the 1.5 million heart attacks and strokes and nearly 200,000 amputations annually. For more information regarding topics you've heard discussed on today's program, go to theheartofinnovation.org. That's theheartofinnovation.org. The Heart of Innovation is for educational and informational purposes only, and advice and views shared are not a substitute for medical advice from your own supervising physician. Do not act on any information provided in this show without the explicit consent from your own healthcare team. If you think you are having a medical emergency, call your local emergency number or go to the nearest hospital or emergency room. This show is distributed by the Innovators Network. For more information and other great shows and content, visit theinnovators.network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 